Southeast. Hi. Hi, it's the last episode, Contra. Holy smokes, Tyler. We have made it. 98 episodes. Really, 101 if you think about it, because we had Cause... three bonus episodes <laughs> in this season. Yeah, it's it's been a wild, wild cat time. Indeed. Well, we are here, the amateur nerds of Wildcat Minute, to talk about High School Musical one final minute at a time. We should say our names. I'm Tyler. I'm Condra. And like I said, we're the amateur nerds. Today is our last 48 seconds of the movie, so roughly minute 98, uh, which starts out with a young person cutting in between... Darvis and Newspaper Child, and ends with the title card distribution. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, the, the logos uh, at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, saying that this film was distributed by Buena Vista International Television. And then it says, Thanos will return. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Who, who would you put as a... Uh, blank will return at, after this movie. Darvis? Principal well, no, because Miss Darvis is in High School Musical 2, as far oh, as I know. Oh, at the end of... As far as you know. Well, as far as I can tell, she's not going to be the main character of the next movie. So, although I would watch a Miss Darvis movie. Just watch Chorus Line again. Okay, fair. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got our last little bit of... Wait, you didn't sc- answer the question. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um... <laughs> I did, and you said no. Darvis wasn't the right answer. Um, <laughs> Look, I'm a teacher. If you get the answer wrong, I'm going to keep giving you a chance to get it right. Um, Zach Efron? I don't know. <laughs> Not even Troy Bolton will return. Zach Efron will return in High School Musical 2. Kelsey? I, I don't know. Who are, you... your, who, are, who are the DCOM Avengers? That's that's the real question. Oh, God. Um, Probably Troy Bolton. Troy Bolton and Halloween Town yeah. girl. Uh, Cheetah and, Girls. Well, che- I guess it would just have to be one. Cheetah, so probably they, Raven. Or are the Cheetah Girls like the Guardians of the Galaxy where they just become yeah, like their you own need, thing? You need, you need to have all four of them. It really doesn't count unless there's all four. And then do, do you get like a Camp Rock or a, or a, Jonah, a Jonah's brother? A brother's Jonah? I think a Demi Lovato because she was in two different DCOMs. A Demi Lovato? Yeah. Um, so, what about and then and then it gets weird because then like Selena if they Gomez. have shows already, do you get like Selena Gomez or Hannah as Mont- Alex yeah. from Wizards of Waverly Place or yeah or the Princess Protection Program where she's also in? Okay, yeah, hard to say. Or do you just get an actor who's been in a bunch of DComs but isn't necessarily like from a show? Like Miranda. Well, Miranda's in um, Lizzie McGuire, but but the Lizzie Kim McGuire movie's not a DCOM. Yeah, Kim Impossible. <laughs> Well, she's anime. Oh, I guess they did make a live action one eventually. All right. We should probably move on because we got stuff to talk about this episode. (laughs) Yeah. So to to prove that Darbus was being a little creeped out by boy, she kind of spins him out, like moves him away and like nudges a girl to come in and cut between her (laughs) and newspaper child. And she goes back to dancing with Wiley, which then makes me assume she thinks Wiley is an adult in that costume and not a high schooler the way most high school mascots are. (laughs) Well, at the very least, Wiley is like is meant to be a sort of inoffensive character and dancing with the mascot is not, you know, as weird as dancing with a 13 year old boy. There's actually, I don't know if you noticed this, but so Wiley and Wiley turns, they're dancing with Darbus into a conga line. And there's this literal eight-year-old child 
<laughs> he's like right behind the newspaper boy. You can kind of see him in the background. And then all of a sudden he like joins the conga line. And I'm like, man, this is an actual child here. Like we... <laughs> Well, it's it's okay for there to be a child in the crowd of a of a basketball game, like it's a public event. Yeah, no, but it was just it's like super. You like sometimes we've had ones like that girl earlier that hugged Gabriella when Kelsey yeah. was sad, and like oh they're younger, they're not. But this was an actual like eight year old. I guess I mean, do any of the main characters have uh, like younger siblings? Not that we're we- well. Sharpay and Ryan. Yeah, we we're only aware younger. of Sharpay and Ryan being siblings, but as far as we know, every other character in this is an only child. The other thing, like Sharpay and Ryan, when I was watching, I was like reading into the making of stuff. They were originally supposed to be a couple, but there were like too many couples. Let's make them siblings. And it just made it weird. Yeah, <laughs> such a weird decision, movie. Um, yeah, so there, there's a couple things that we can talk about. As the credits are rolling here, we talk like there's the songs coming by. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had wanted to mention there's a couple songs that don't actually appear in the movie. They're not in the credits, but now yeah. would be a good time to mention them. Yeah. So, well, there's one song that appears on the soundtrack and has its studio recording music video on the the Blu-ray. It's called I Can't Take My Eyes Off of You. It's like a couple song between... Troy and Gabriella and Ryan and Sharpay, they're all like all four what? of them are singing. It's I that's there's a lot unknown and we talked about this with Amanda a little bit. There's not a lot known about this song other than that this recording exists. We don't know when it would have taken place in the movie. We don't know its context. It just it has a lot of like these two people are singing towards each other and then these two people are singing towards each other. It probably stems from the time where Sharpay and Ryan were more of a couple and not siblings, but it's okay. Just, maybe it's very unclear. It's also like on YouTube and stuff. If you're curious, like, ooh, secret song, it, it's on the soundtrack, and um, there, there's a recording of the video, and you can tell Zac Efron isn't re- like you can kind of tell that he's not really singing because it is still Drew Seely like in in the song, so. Um, okay. That that's the bonus song from. I guess I haven't. Yeah, I haven't even listened to the song. So it's a little like in the way there was like a salsa, and this was something that they talked about in the the making of is how many different types of music are in this movie, which I like didn't think of. I like thought about, but like when they said it, I was like, oh yeah, there are a lot of types of songs. I mean, not really. There's there's like. Broadway, the, well, there's Stick to the Status Quo, which is like uh, lots of characters Broadway having moments, Broadway song. Yeah. And then there's, there's the like, ballad. Like the duets, like Breaking Free and the one start of something new. And then there's kind of like solo ballads. And then Get Your Head in the Game's a little hip hoppy. That, that's a little different. And then Bop to the Top is a little different. Yeah. But to have like. I'm not saying they're all done well, but <laughs> they are different types of music. But this one also, it, it moves more towards that like bop to the top style, I guess. It's not okay. like a salsa or samba. It's got some fun drums in it, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, sounds fun. Maybe I'll maybe I'll listen to it some other time. Anything else happening in the credits or should we uh, move to our end credit scene? Our... I, I, yeah, I mean, this movie was shot very quickly. There was two weeks worth of rehearsal before they started shooting to get all the choreography and the basketball kind of in ship shape. They had a basketball coach on set to help with the choreography of Get Your Head in the Game and to help make the basketball scenes, quote unquote, realistic. 
we wonder we questioned how successful that was but most of it's fine yeah it's just some of the dialogue is a little wonky yeah and then um i mean it's a pretty standard cat like size for a tv movie it's nothing fancy um the producers that are mentioned in the title cards at the end just so because they're kind of part wrapped up in this too are Salty Pictures, which is a two-person Utah production group that only does DCOMs, as far as I could tell. Um, They did a bunch of the ones that we talked about in the past. They were working on the new Lizzie McGuire show that was supposed to come out eventually. That's indefinite pause right now. Um, As well as First Street Films, who was a two-person production company out of Santa Monica, California, that only did High School Musical 1 and 2. And then Disney Channel Original being the last producer logo listed before the distributor so yeah so let's talk about this fun marvel end credit scene sam jackson walks in with an eye patch and i'm here to talk to you about the avengers initiative no 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 so um we, we're in the gym and we see zeke he's kind sad. of holding a balloon like a basketball he's sad <laughs> but he's sad yeah he's all alone it's kind of dark there's all these sad balloons on the ground. <laughs> yeah, it's like after a part. It's like he's it's almost like he's there to clean up, but he's just too sad. His adrenaline high has like crashed. He's done. Yeah. <laughs> but who should walk in? But the lovely Sharpay. Munching on a cookie. Munching on a cookie. And she shouts across the room. These cookies are genius. I mean, correct. Zeke's baking is known to be genius. And then she says, like, bake more for me, Zeke. And then she passionately throws a cookie behind her. Which makes sense that she's like, I love this cookie so much that in my moment of pure bliss and ecstasy, I'm going to throw the cookie, (laughs) which makes no sense. It's like, girl, you're wasting a perfectly good cookie here. Well, No, because if she gets Zeke, then she has infinite cookies. But you gotta wait for cookies. Cookies are not instant people. <laughs> that cookie's already done. Yeah. She, okay. So then she runs through the balloon. So there's fine because she's running through the balloons to get to Zeke. And Zeke's and he's like running. Yeah. He's not sure if he's supposed to run away or not. <laughs> he's like, she's being a lot right now. I'm gonna back away. <laughs> it and is pretty she, intimidating to have Sharpay run at you. Yeah. And she grabs him. Yeah. And like a back hug. Yeah, and then he realizes that he's kind of okay. Like, she's not here to chew his head off or something. (laughs) She's here to chew his cookies. Exactly. And then Zeke gets the kind of last line of the movie, which is a, maybe I'll even make a creme brulee. And if you are an older person of Tumblr, you might remember this line being prominently featured in a great post about what maybe happens directly after Zeke and Sharpay move off stage. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Zeke Zeke looks at camera and we're... we're <laughs> um, he pulls the hook. They, 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 they get pulled off stage. Yeah, to quote film history, uh, a, a train enters a tunnel. He does this funny look to camera and like kind of goofy face that's very cute and like... yeah. It's funny, and we don't get to see Zeke like that a lot, so it's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, it's a fun beat to end the movie on, and it it's tying up that kind of last thread of the movie. And not not to mention, I predicted this. Yes, you <laughs> early, did earlier in the movie when I said, "Oh, what if what if like Sharpay later like tries the cookies and then realizes how good they are, and that that happened." So, haha, my brain is smart. So, speaking of your your smart brain, 
uh, we both did a rewatch. <laughs> what what were your your smart brain thoughts after rewatching all of it, not one minute at a time? Yeah, so um, over the course of the last year, Disney Plus's algorithm has been very confused by me. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever this hypothetical person, if there was a hypothetical person running this algorithm, uh, they would be like, why is is this one dude just watching two minutes of High School Musical one at a time, like over and over again? He makes no sense. No. So I finally got to sit down and watch it all the way through. And I I watched it with a couple of friends over. I actually like had to put my computer in front of my TV so that they could see it through the streaming. But it went OK. You didn't do the group watch? No, because they don't have Disney Plus. Oh. So watched it with a couple of friends. And I think first and foremost, uh, you know, High School Musical is a fun movie to watch, especially like with a group like it. We've talked about like and the main word is campy. Like it's it's funny it's funny on purpose sometimes. It's funny uh-huh. not on purpose other times. Yep. But it's it's a fun movie to watch. Uh, yeah. Especially the first like 30, 40 minutes where there's like lots of gags between the characters, lots of little funny moments, lots of like, you know, Jack Bolton saying, what are those two guys doing in a tree? Uh, iconic yeah. lines that are just like, oh yeah, this, this moment is very funny. Uh, and then like get your head in the game is just ridiculous. I like to stick to the status quo a little bit in the flow of the movie better this time around. But the scene right after stick to the status quo where Chad's like, people are doing stuff, stuff that's not their stuff. While that line is funny, I think it's a little forced of a moment to be like, oh, no, chaos is ensuing in the school. They're like um, cats and dogs living together, mass hysteria. I think that's a little forced, especially because the. As I said before, the song was just everybody trying to reinforce the status quo. And then Chad's acting as if the status quo has been irrevocably changed. I mean, it could be in part that he thought one of his good friends, he now two of his friends that he knew so well have these quote unquote secrets that, <laughs> that change the way Chad perceives them, which is not yeah. right. But like uh, there and there's an episode to be had about a th- you know a theoretical dissection of like what this movie has to say about high school and about growing up a couple of my friends um have a podcast called Reb and Cav go to Mars where they uh they mostly talk about like Netflix original movies and like fan fiction from the internet that's like a reflection of you know what growing up is like mm-hmm. and like coming of age films they like to cover and I just I'm tr- thinking of High School Musical from that lens. I'm like, well, it, what it, what does it say about high school? Like, well, it says that, <laughs> you know, if you're growing up and you're in like a group and you do that thing, then you like can't do anything else. But also you should do something like you should break out of the status quo. But no one in high school actually like only does one thing forever. Like mm-hmm. and we talked about this when we talked about stick to the status quo. Like, why would the skater dudes not be OK with their friend playing the cello? Like kids in high school do band. <laughs> like It's not that weird. Yeah, I, I guess part of it is knowing the person in the context, like my sport, my my teammates knew I did smart things, but we were never in the same class. Like, it's association, basically. Like, my history classmates, like, knew I played sports, but, like, never came to see me play a game or anything. Like, there was a distinct, like, yeah. spheres. Yeah. And, and and I think you're right. And what's nice about the movie is that the, the sports people do come watch the watch the singing at the end, and they like it. And, the like, the theater people, they don't really... They, they, they come in at the end and say, good game, but... Uh, <laughs> 
It, it is but about no people one coming together. The <laughs> and no one still watches the decathlon. I, I, so overall, yeah, High School Musical. I don't know what the message of the movie is. I like. I don't know if we have a really solid thing. It kind of gets lost in the middle somewhere. I think it allows. It encourages people to explore new things, not be afraid of what others may say about those new things, and to... Be there for your friends. Yeah, be there for your friends and be there for yourself and, like, pull yourself up, not not try and bring yourself down. And don't try to pull others down. Yeah. Which is a, it's a good message. Definitely. I, it, how effective it is, that's a different question. Yeah. And, th- and this was another thing from my rewatch, and I'll, I'll give you a sec. I'll, I'll give you a second just in a just a minute, I guess, to share your thoughts on your rewatch. Just my last thing I wanted to say was it it really does feel like the emotional resolution of like all the characters comes half an hour before the movie ends. And then the last half hour of the movie is just like the plan and the like the, the callback and the game ending. And then we're all in this together. But the stakes have kind of closed at that point. And it's it's just watching the game and the callback happen. But we don't like the results are kind of already we we can pretty much already know what's going on yeah no that makes sense that that note and i think that has to do with like the tv format it's not like it's trying to break new ground and it is like (laughs) we've said many times it's trying to teach kids like all right these are the big points you should expect in a movie usually your your climax is the character resolution so but the stakes were so much lower like if it was if it was mean girls right there's there's a big speech that that happens at the end or there's a big Mm -hmm. moment where everything has built up to this point and because of what happens in the climax of the movie things can resolve yeah it would be it would be and this is why this is why i said the thing about um coach bolton like not having any any resolution with that character it's because we build up you know, Chad is on Troy's side and we build up to this moment where Jack gets to see his son sing, but there's never like a, oh, I'm proud of you. Oh, I never realized you could sing. I, I can't wait to see you again. Yeah. The, but no, anyway. That's, that's fair. It just, kids don't want to see Jack. Like, that's not why they're <laughs> kids watching. Don't want to, kids don't want to get along with their parents. <laughs> I mean, it's less entertaining than... Like, we had that weird locker room scene that was a very weird, quiet moment before callback basketball, like... Yeah, I think the movie thinks that that's a resolution scene between the characters, but it isn't. Yeah. Uh, I want to give you the spotlight. What are your thoughts from your rewatch, like, your final summation after this whole process? Yeah, it was interesting rewatching it this time, because I've seen it a whole bunch of times before, and looking for little details still like I'm still like, OK, what haven't I noticed this time around? Like um, watching stick to the status quo I was like, oh, the lunch trays are under the table. Like, I don't remember if I <laughs> mentioned that in the minute because I don't remember. Like, I can't remember that right now. Uh, but that was interesting to be like, oh, there's a fun little background detail. And like in the same way, when we finished Fantastic Mr. Fox or if you really listen to any movies by minute person, talk towards the end their subsequent watches of the movie are always going to be painted with some (laughs) perspective of their experience discussing the movie one minute at a time so i'm like thinking about oh we made a funny joke there oh that was really fun to talk with this person about that thing 
I, I, I think I still have like a lot of fun watching it. And I think the music's still really good. And I love watching the dance stuff. I think it will be interesting because I'm I like High School Musical 2 more, but I have not seen it as many times as I've seen High School Musical. Um, and I've only seen three like once or twice. So it'll be interesting from going forward to like maybe not know the lore and the internet <laughs> culture. And also I, I like think about this movie in perspective of like what's come after it and how it's influenced pop culture. So like there's this really funny scene in a Gravity Falls episode where like Mabel yells at a cardboard cutout of Zach Efron <laughs> to be like, and you're staying outside, Zach. And it just like how it's per like high school musical had this permeation power that we've talked about a ton and it's still like watching it, it kind of blows me away that like this this thing how is this movie the one that hit so many people and made such an impact well it just it's this interesting thing like i was watching the high school reunion feature which was really about them touring promoting it after the movie released and like it being the the highest watched movie of disney channel at the time and it all makes sense like it's a perfect blend of mid-2000s youth culture, tapping into things they're interested in, um, having relatable characters, having a, a range of people in it. It is it is a special movie, and I, I still really appreciate that, that, it, that it, it highlighted and boosted all of their careers. Like, Ashley Tisdale got a record deal after this movie, and Corbin Blue got a whole bunch of movies after, like, it really boosted all their like Zac Efron went from being more of a TV guy to like household name like yeah so the this movie was big in a lot of ways and i think it's staying power is just what i appreciate so much more and i think it's it's popularity relates strongly and and you were, you were kind of saying this to the message of the movie because the message of the movie is we're all in this together like we can all get on the we can all get on the same page about the things that we like and mm -hmm. because, you know, High School Musical, it's like it has that little bit of sports so that like the boys can like it and not that that's a thing. Um, yeah. And it has like it's about people from different backgrounds being able to agree on something. And it is essentially that like, yes, we can we can all agree that we like High School Musical. Like one of my friends that we, I was watching it with last night, just like has a kind of same same background as you and me, where like when we were kids, we were into Nightmare Before Christmas and thought it was cool to not like things that were popular like high school yeah. musical and but like even watching with her last night it was like oh no this is a fun movie like we could all agree that it's fun <laughs> yeah so i just this doing this podcast is like given me that another touch like talking when we talked with amanda a few weeks ago about like having that the programs around high school musical and stuff like it's just given me another thing to be like oh this is now a fun memory that i get to associate with this movie yeah I and mean, yeah we spent a year of our lives talking about it so speaking of fun memories and a year of our lives we covered a whole bunch of decoms this this season yeah. in, in case the audience was curious what we were going to do or if we were going to do a decom of the week segment yes and no we are we're, not we're, we're not doing a clip show yeah we're doing the clip the clip show episode um, uh, that would be funny if we like did a clip show it, 
clip shows for podcasts is so much work though i uh, yeah no no i'm absolutely not right now at least <laughs> um so yeah uh you wrote down some some highlights of or some of your favorites just some decoms that uh, i was scrolling through like the list on wikipedia i was like oh yeah that one and a lot of them are actually uh, the Disney Channel premiere films, because <laughs> those ones get to be weird. Um, well, the first one we did was Tiger Town, right? Yeah, that was the boat. That was a boat. That was the 9-11 no, that, that was, one. That was the one after that was Tiger Cruise. Oh, so you know <laughs> Tiger Town. Was that the baseball one? I think there was a baseball one, but I don't remember if the baseball one was the real one or the, the fake one. That I know. I- yeah, so I think it was gonna... a real one. I think baseball and I came up with like a movie about a zoo. Yeah, that sounds right. And then Tiger Cruise was Which like. Which was the 9-11 one and a complete buzzkill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not that 9-11 is a buzz. I'm not saying that, but. Well, in many um... ways, the death of many people is a buzzkill. Yeah. Just the way they did it was a very odd, like. Yeah. There was goodbye, Miss Fourth of July. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> goodbye, Miss Fourth of July. I had such audacity to do that one. I had no information. <laughs> there was a, one of one of my favorites has always been Mr. Boogity. Um, Mr. Boogity, yeah. I have still not seen it. I I did watch it in real life afterwards, and I think I think there's still room for us to maybe do an episode about it because we promised <laughs> it way back when. Yeah, and there's the Bride of Boogity too. So, and the Bride I of mean, Boogity; those are on Disney Plus now. Yes, um, um, we did Phantom of the Megaplex. I remember. <laughs> yeah, those are the early days. I forgot to say when I was watching the when I was rewatching High School Musical in the first opening scenes, I I just got like real nostalgic for like our first couple episodes. I was like, oh, <laughs> back when we were talking about it a year ago. Oh, <laughs> it's just like the stuff in the ski lodge in the beginning is like super silly. Yeah. You'll thank me for this someday. Um, rock and Roll Mom. We did this actually, actually more recently, but Rock and Roll Mom was just a, a premise I liked. That was a really funny. Yeah, that one was funny. Gotta Kick It Up. Okay, Gotta Kick It Up is is definitely the best one we've ever done because my friend Jane did fan art of fan it. Fan art, yeah. <laughs> and that was like just one of the most moving, inspiring things ever. Yeah, that was... Uh, the fact that we... Pers- we are not a big... Like, thank you all to who are actually listening to this right now because there aren't many of you. And the fact that we received multiple pieces of fan art this season I is mean, mind-boggling. Both, both from the same person. <laughs> Still... One person gave enough time out of their day to make fan art. Like, but thank you, Jane. You're an a, you, you're Jane. an MVP. Yeah. So, uh, and the the line from our because uh, I believe it was one that Amanda had sent us, and we both came up with together. Yeah. And I don't know who said it, but that we had the care this character who was like a bully who was forced to join the soccer team, and she ends up being the goalie, and she realizes uh, it's more fun to protect people than to hurt people yeah <laughs> and that was the line that kind of inspired jane to do it and that's like the really moving line from that <laughs> plot that's summary awesome. that we came up with uh one of my favorites that we did was parent trap 2 yes <laughs> just because uh, the premise of parent trap 2 being that it takes place like 20 or 30 years after the first one is very funny <laughs> Just the fact that adults are trying to parent trap, like the kids from the original movie are now an adult and they're and they're the ones who are doing the switching, but also the kids are the one making them do the switch. So it's like it's a combination of the parents getting trapped and doing the trapping. It's so weird. Yeah. The one that we did with Zach was wild. But it was- we were trying to remember it earlier. It wasn't zombies. It was um, 
Oh, Geek Charming. Geek Charming. That one was just bananas because y'all went so off the rails. <laughs> Zach, yeah, Zach either didn't know what he was supposed to do or just <laughs> thought it would be funny. <laughs> I, I'm a, I was a big fan of uh, Geo and I's prediction for Ring of Endless Light. Yeah, there was the hor- horse sense. Horse sense and cowbells. Cowbells, yep. Uh, can of worms. Do you remember Can of Worms? I do. That was the weird puppet one. Yeah, I'm running out of... Rem- yeah, no, memory. those are all the big ones. I mean, we did 40... 45 of them yeah we did and we did some like fun ones like uh like lemonade mouth and camp rock and like radio rebel and um wizards of waverly place the movie and those are kind of like the more traditional like most like the listeners might actually know the plot (laughs) yeah yeah the ones the my favorite ones are like the ones that are like this is so out of the blue like weird (laughs) yeah yeah no it was a lot of fun this was a good idea and you will see decom of the week come back in some way shape or form we are we are playing with what we, this is going to look yeah. like in the future we are keeping the segment but the format might have variations and we're still gonna we're still gonna do some of the same format but there also might be new formats of decom of the week so stay tuned and i guess that really just leaves us to thanking all of our guests that have come on this season yeah um so i want to thank Alice Lauren, Andy Latai, Luke Allen, Blake Riley, Geo Engel, Nolani Stevenson, Caroline Moore, Amanda, Zach Frecking Smith, Brian from the Marine Corps Movie Minute, Andrew Kestra from Disney Animated Movie Essentials, and Allison from The Room Minute, who was just last week. <laughs> yeah. So thank you all of our guests. Thank you all of our listeners. This has been a lot of fun getting Tyler to finally see High School Musical, people. My end game all along was just to get Tyler to see this movie. Yeah, and I and I and like I said, I like it. Um, I look forward to watching it like in a party setting in the future. I have the I have a T-shirt now that Condra got me for Christmas that I like to wear. Like it's a fun like it's a fun thing to like. And yeah. it doesn't well, it just for like it doesn't feel okay so when we finished fantastic mr fox it like really felt like we were done something <laughs> this this like it's our last episode but like i know we're going to be doing the sequels and uh, we've got some hiatus episodes coming up so keep an eye on the feed they are not going to be nearly as frequent um we are coming up to the end of both of our semesters i am about to finish my second graduate program tyler's got the end of a school year and the end of his own semester of school um, so we will have some hiatus episodes coming out in between now and the start of High School Musical 2, which we're not 100% sure when that's starting yet, but keep an eye on our Twitter. But, but it seems like it should be at the start of summer vacation. <laughs> that seems appropriate. <laughs> Maybe. Do you know Do you know how that movie starts? Yes. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> well, because I, I know the summer song, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> But thank y'all so much for listening to us go on lots of wacky tangents and talk about and all talk sorts about of heights. The princess switch. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, just have a fun time with us. And thanks for the interactions on the social media. Keep sending us emails of decom suggestions or whatever. If you see a good High School Musical article that comes out we had a couple come out this past year from monique coleman so yeah keep sending us stuff well i guess we need to do the credits of the show now yeah (laughs) but but like before we start the credits like is is there like any like one last thing that we should say 
Um, this is the start of something new. Whoa, but this is the end of something old. This could be the end of something old. Um, no, okay. Uh, it was fun. It, it it took about a year, and it went by so fast. So fast. Two um, a week, man. Much like high school. It, it just you went it went by fast. And yeah, okay, where can people find us on the internet? <laughs> people can find us on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally, at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. A very special thank you to Theo Golden, our artist, who you can find at T Golden Art on Instagram. And also a very special thank you to our musician, Joseph Winslow, who made this lovely score that pre-rolls and ends all of our shows that, I don't know, it's just, it's just a great, it's a great little soundtrack for us. It's the exact right tone that we want. So thank you, Joe. And you can find him at joewinslowmusic.com if you need like like lessons or uh, if you need anything composed for yourself. He's he is for hire. I have been Condra. I've been Tyler. And uh, Condra, do you want to do you want to like say it? S- try to do it in sync. OK, we'll, we'll catch you next time for um, more amateur nerds. High school musical content. You, you can, can bet, bet on, on it. it. <laughs>